McShane Bible Study, day 266. We are in a time crunch. We're going to try to do one day so that we stay only one day behind. We're, we've been sleeping in because of sickness going through the family here. Um, yeah, I don't have a whole lot. So Joab reproves David because David's lamenting over his son. And he comes back and says, look, you've turned our great victory into a time of mourning. And everyone feels like you love your dead son more than the people that actually helped you when he was trying to come against you. And so basically he, he's restored back. And there's, there's lots of little side stories that get kind of tied up and, and, David says, I'm not going to kill you. I'm not going to kill you. But later he has Solomon do it. Um, and I, I don't have a whole lot more to say about that. And in 2 Corinthians 12, uh, Paul goes on. So he just gave his resume of how he has uh, reason in the, in the flesh, in life, that anyone can see to to be more impressive than anyone else who calls themselves an apostle, right? And then he goes on to say, look, I've been pulled up to the third heaven. I've seen things I'm not allowed to tell you about. And he says, but I do have this thorn on my side, right? This thing, I have three times I've asked God to take it from me. But he said, my grace is sufficient for you, for power is perfected in weakness. So he says, I understand things completely differently now. I brag about the fact that I am weak. I am nothing, but God is using me, and he is powerful. So anything amazing that happens through me, it's not because I'm something special. I'm not. God is the one who's powerful. God is the one who's at work in me, right? Uh, verse 14, here for this third time, I am ready to come to you and I will not be a burden to you for I do not seek what is yours. So this is, I thought this, he, he's speaking for himself here, but this is really God's heart, right? For I do not seek what is yours, but you, right? It's the same message God says over and over again in the old Testament. Look, I'm not looking for your vain sacrifices. I'm looking for you to give me your heart. And Paul's saying the same thing. I'm not trying to take your money. I'm trying to take your life. I'm trying for you to give your life to God. And that's all I have for that. Let's go. And now we're in Ezekiel 26. What's your question, Weston? Were they... Talking about were, Tyre? Yeah. Weren't they already pretty wealthy? Yeah, so in the beginning of Ezekiel 26, it, the whole chapter of 26 is a... Judgment on Tyre. Tyre represents the wealthy, the the merchants, right? We talked about that in Isaiah. Um, and you asked a good question because the way that God has designed us, there's generally never enough. I was going to put it as a bad thing, and I thought, well, it's true of God too, right? When when we want God, there, there should never be enough of God. We always want more and more, more of him. And that's good. And he does satisfy. But mammon, wealth, um, there's never enough of these things. So uh, Tyre, yes, was a wealthy thing. But, with, but they were apparently looking to get wealthier off the difficulties of Jerusalem. And so God is pronouncing judgment on them in this chapter. And we finish up in Psalm 10, and this is just a prayer for those who are oppressed, um, those who are orphans, which in the flesh we're all orphans, right? We all, we're all cast out of the family that 
of God by the decision of our father Adam. Um, and, and this is a prayer for all of us, that God is good. Arise, O Lord, O God, lift up your hand. Do not forget the afflicted. Um, 17, O Lord, you have heard the desire of the humble. You will strengthen their heart. You will incline your ear to vindicate the orphan and the oppressed so that man who is of the earth will no longer cause terror. Wait, what does vindicate mean? Vindicate means um, show them to be right. That's my <laughs> definition. Um, it's funny when you ask a lot of definitions, it's easier to kind of know in your head what it means than to spit out a definition, but that's my definition to vindicate. If like, if I go and do something that, um, or, or excuse me, if everyone says I did something that I didn't do, and then proof shows up that I didn't do it, then I'm vindicated, right? Does that make sense? Okay, I don't if everyone thinks, let's say um, I ate the whole cherry, let's say everyone thinks I ate a whole cherry pie in the middle of the night, and I didn't really do it. And <laughs> everyone everyone blames me for doing it. And I'm like, I didn't do it, I didn't do it. And everyone says, yeah, we know you ate the cherry pie in the middle of the night. But then we go and look at Savannah, and Savannah's got cherry pie all over her beard. Then I would be vindicated. See, she ate the cherry pie, right? So that's what, that's what vindicate means, or vindicated. All right, wait, sorry, this is short. We don't have a lot to say. We're in a hurry. Maybe that's why, but I feel like it's more just the chapters we were reading. Do you have anything else? Mm -hmm. No, Mama made us hurry up. Mama made us hurry up. They have a field trip today. All right, God bless you. <laughs>